face. Not a fan. <laughs> more of a <laughs> more of a truly guy, huh? Clearly. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's been some interesting stuff happening the past week. Uh, uh, anything that you guys want to bring up first before we get started? Hit it, Brandon. All right. Well, let's just jump into it, guys. Uh, uh, coolest thing that I saw this past week, I think, is uh, kind of what Dave brought up uh, a little while ago. Uh, and I'll let you kind of tell the story, but there was like a, a thievery in Iceland. Yeah. So this is uh, is actually an article in Vanity Fair, which is like funny because you like you do not expect them to be covering like cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or, even or theft, really. Or theft. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it just goes to show everybody wants a piece of us these days. Um, but, uh, yeah, so in Iceland, there's a very low, like, amount of, like, criminal activity. Um, and I'm going to botch all the, all the, uh, stats for this, but, like, I think, like, one guy has died, dies in, like, Iceland per year or something like that. So, from um, crime, from, not from like, crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. We have yeah, our one Iceland Icelandic funeral. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We choose one. <laughs> Reminds me, do you guys see that? Uh, what's that? What is that movie where they, the cliff? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like Midsummer. What, Midsummer, yeah. Midsummer, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a creepy movie, but what it reminds me of. Yeah, so there's a huge Bitcoin uh, mining operation in Iceland, and this guy drugs the guy, the uh, person who's on duty, and the guy goes home, and then he comes back. This is the security guard, and like half of the whole operation, like all the equipment um, and the Bitcoins they had been mining um, were stolen in hardware. Wow. Did the article say how he drugged them? Um. So not exactly. It just says that. I was going to say, that's be a little suspicious. Somebody yeah. shows up at the store and you're like, the, the front door, and you don't know who they are. And they're like, hey, eat this real quick. Well, yeah, no, no, I no, feel so. like it was going to be, it's probably. So he was at a happy hour. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so you don't know yet how he did it. You just, all you know is that uh, the guy felt sick and he went home. So. This also sounds a little suspicious for the security guard. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I Inside knew what job. I was guarding. Yeah. Inside job. Felt sick, went home. You know, the cameras were off, uh, uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, Jeffrey Epstein uh, didn't kill himself. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's your hot takes. Are you talking about, talking about the hot Twitter? takes now? Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was, yeah, that was absurd. I saw that, actually. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, it's been a great meme. Uh, did you guys see also, like, Hillary Clinton was on uh, uh, Trevor Noah's show, and he, like, made a joke about it, and she just laughed. It was, like, the most awkward thing I've ever seen of, like, uh, he's like, and uh, you killed... You know, his like voice, but like you killed Jeffrey Epstein, right? And she's like, ha, 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 ha. I feel like Jeffrey Epstein would have been a great Bitcoiner. Do you see uh, Chris Benedictson's tweet? <laughs> I don't think we want to put him out there. It's like our face. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying, if there's one person out there who needs an asset that's unconfiscatable, it's Jeffrey Epstein. So, yeah. <laughs> Score one. Yeah. Bitcoin, Bitcoin or Monero, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So. Uh, what's the outcome of this, this mining story? Yeah. So basically what happens is the guy got caught. Um, and he talks about how he ran away and he like runs away to the Icelandic, like up country, which it's not very much. And eventually he's caught. How much, how much mining equipment did he steal? Um, so I believe it was 500 BTC is the equivalent of what it was all worth. That's how they're like rating it. Five mil. Yeah. My bad. 
decent stash. Was yeah. he going to like just resell it? Because surely he's not going to like take it with him and try and set up his own mining. Yeah, it's going to be so obvious. Yeah. So he had to have like an eighteen wheeler there to like load the equipment. Probably like I just don't. And in the mining scene in yeah. Iceland too, it's like, oh no, these be? are these are my miners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, we don't know where the miners went, but there's a forty percent spike in electricity consumption <laughs> down the road. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, dude's got a like toothbrush. Bullshit. Yeah, that's probably why it's in Vanity Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom! The fire takes are coming out. All right. Uh, next story. Next story. Well, yeah. So, uh, uh, dude, my personal favorite that I saw was it's not really Bitcoin related until it is, but. Uh, the Starlink sent up another 60 satellites. I mean, this is like absolutely the coolest thing happening. And you're drinking coffee and not your White Claw? Is that what's happening yeah, right that's now? Definitely, that's definitely what's <laughs> happening. All right. Well, you know, uh, uh, you do you, man. But um, Until White Claw is sponsoring this podcast, I'm not drinking any White Claw. So let's just let the record state White Claw costs. Oh, man. This is like gonna, they're going to sponsor now and you're going to like – just be chugging white claws all day, all day, every day, great. all day, every day. Just Honestly, put some vodka in it, <laughs> please. As long please, as you're paying me sats, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Starlink sent up another 60 satellites. I mean, it's like this is the biggest thing that no one's talking about. I feel like, and uh, uh, Dave, you and I actually watched some of it. It's pretty incredible. Videos are really cool. Yeah, it's actually, um, you know, to borrow a phrase, uh, this is. Good for Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> you know, half the planet still doesn't have access to the internet. So uh, fiber optic speed, internet that's low cost, accessible anywhere on the planet, that really opens up a lot of new people to be Bitcoin users in the most remote, most disenfranchised places, which is honestly, I bet, highly correlated with a lack of financial services uh, in those areas too. So uh, I feel like Starlink is really positioning SpaceX to be not just like a massive telecommunications company, but because they control that access, they could really be, you know, Bitcoin and and digital finance and digital banking kind of seems like a natural progression of what that could be. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, uh, uh, they're going to be providing Wi-Fi to like every country under the moon, right? And uh, uh, each of those countries has their own currency, right? You know, how nice would it be for them to be able to not have to play the Forex markets all day and be able to just accept? Well, no, and it makes like total sense because like once you kind of remove yourself from Earth and you start thinking in this mentality that's like bigger than Earth, it's almost like why would I want to be subjective, subjected to the pettiness of like three, 200, how many countries are there? 240 or something like that? Like 214. Like, like 200 plus countries of pettiness, like you can't even follow that much pettiness. It's like be like nonstop, just you know, Twitter drama. So, like it just naturally makes sense for something that that supersedes the laws of Earth to also just be like, yeah, and we have a monetary system that supersedes all your bullshit politics too. Does uh, so? Can you guys explain how Starlink is connected to SpaceX? <laughs> yeah. So basically, Elon Musk and his and his genius uh realize that their their main customers of SpaceX are the telecommunication companies putting up satellites that they monetize for this huge amount of money. Right. And so he basically did the math on like, okay, well, we've brought the cost of sending stuff up into space down so much. What would the economics look if we wanted to just launch our own satellites up and provide our own internet access? Uh -huh. And they realized that if they launch, I forget what the exact number, I think it's like uh, 10,000, but they may have increased it, satellites into space. You can have 100% global coverage at fiber optic speeds um, for the entire world for internet access. Wow. And 
you know, the kind of big vision of SpaceX is they want to colonize Mars. Well, they don't make enough money off of their current business model to do that. So the whole pl ploy here is to create a new business, a revenue stream for SpaceX that generates so much cash flow that they can use that to finance their Mars uh, um, colony. So, uh, like, the, I think they're projecting they want to take, like, 3% of global um, uh, internet market share, which the global telecommunications market's a $1 trillion a year industry. Wow. So 3% is, like, 30 bill a year. Um, that exists right now. That exists with, right with now. With half of the world, not exactly. even. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, I mean, so $30 billion a year, that's, like, several times bigger than all of NASA's budget. They can use that to finance the next step. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, super crazy. I wonder how like uh, censored uh, internet provider, like internet countries, feel about this, like China, that their people would have access to pretty much anything on the internet that they could want to. <laughs> would yeah. this circumvent yeah. the Great Firewall? Is that how that works? How did, yeah. So it, you have to get like a little um, array or dish. I think it costs like maybe fifty bucks or sixty bucks that you have to buy one-time cost, so you can connect the satellite. But then once you have that, like. There's nothing that can block you. A cell phone wouldn't Unless it's just made. go around that? Like, do you need that with a cell phone? If they have, like, a Wi-Fi chip already in them? I, I don't know the answer yeah, to that. I don't know either. But, you know, I, I do know that what's interesting is, like, SpaceX's, uh, <clears throat> like, ability to launch things into space is unrivaled. Like, no nation state Especially has... Especially at the cost that they can do it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like the one, core, yeah, that's the key thing. the lowest cost in the industry. And so when they can put, like, a satellite into space for tens of thousands of dollars, and the only way to take a satellite out of space is to shoot it down with, like, an ICBM or something that cost, you know, tens and tens of millions or more dollars, it's like there's no possible way for a government to be like, you know, uh, we don't like what you're doing, SpaceX, we're going to stop you. Like, it's just, like... It, that, like, okay, build a competing satellite or, you know, space company. He's so far ahead of everyone else. It's crazy. So, um, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, you have this permissionless universe that exists out there in space that's kind of like pirates on the on the ocean. And, you know, eventually there had to be some, like, rules of the sea. So, like, I feel like Elon Musk is in this cool place that he can, can like, write the rules of space, so to speak. And you have this completely permissionless satellite-based telecommunication system you know, and, the, and uh, yeah. not if Space Force has something to say about it. All right. Space Force uh, flying on SpaceX <laughs> rockets. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. And, and like the other thing, too, is like all of the Starlink is really just like a, a Trojan horse of them also perfecting their rocketry. Right. Like, I mean, they're just using this as a way to launch more rockets. Yeah. yeah. They're doing, I think, 60 at a time right now, but with the new Starship that's about to go up, they're going to do 600 at a time. Cool. So they're saying that this is going to be a commercially active next year. I think they're saying $30 a month for like a standard person to, to get internet access. And then they're going to have like a special product for hedge funds that need to have like super high speed for like HFT stuff. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's working and running right now. There's like 120 satellites already up and it's like they're already playing games and stuff on it. It's a crazy. little bit less, right? Because I think a few of them failed, yeah. got out of like, yeah. orbit, like only three out of the first 60. And I, did they say whether any, like all of them made it to their orbit yet? I don't know. I haven't, haven't read any updates since they did the, yeah. the launch. Haven't seen it. But I mean, if, at least as of now, it was a totally successful launch, which is crazy. And you know, 3% is like, I feel like a reasonable thing for them to get. Imagine if they got more. 
which they're, build, they're building like a bigger market. If they're going to yeah. be cheaper, that's like half the cost of like your basic internet package with like AT&T or Comcast or something like that. So, so I mean, completely disrupt the telecom if they industry. got 10% market share, I mean, they'd literally be like a fortune, like 50 company. I mean, it's like the cash flow they'd be spitting out every month would be tens of billions of dollars that they'd be investing all into rockets. And they're already years ahead of anyone else. I mean, like, dude, honestly, Elon Musk could just end up like um, colonizing and running Mars until they get so wealthy and powerful that they take over Earth. Calling it now. Yeah, that's the, that's the hot take of the day right there. <laughs> Elon Musk, 2070. <laughs> 2070. And I mean, uh, the Bitcoin conversation there, too, is that like, you know, if you were going to mine Bitcoin on Mars, like the the time delay between like propagating blocks from Mars <coughs> and from Earth, vice versa, like uh, you could foresee eventually there being some sort of economic war of e- like, uh, uh, you know, were this powerhouse, the central point of mining uh, versus Earth is a central, uh, central point of mining and like uh, uh, there being some real contentious kind of uh, uh, conflict there, right? It's like yeah. the Bitcoin astronomy piece. Yeah. Chain Capital put out. So I, I don't remember what was in that article exactly, but yeah. I do know when I like, you know, I'm basically exhausted of, you know, I don't know why Bitcoin couldn't work. And the question of how do you deal with uh, block time delays uh, when information can't go faster than the speed of light is a really good question that if there's not a really sound answer to, then it means that Bitcoin's going to have problems. Wait, can you, time. can you try and explain uh, that what is it, the, the fact that the... Block- so people solve a block. Yeah. All right, they propagate that block to other people so they can build on top of that, uh-huh. that block. And on Earth, there's been a lot of great developers that have worked on the relays uh, for miners like propagating blocks. And so like in seconds, basically, in most places of the world, you can you get the block and you're mining on the right block. Otherwise, you could be mining on the wrong chain and just wasting your money. And that's like what selfish attacks are called, et cetera. Uh-huh. So in space... Um, you know, the fastest that we can send information that we know of right now is the speed of light. Yeah. And so... Uh, it takes light 14 minutes to get from Earth to Mars. Yeah. Meaning that, like, by the There'd time a, a block that was found on Earth is propagated to Mars for miners on Mars to start mining, the next block's already been found on Earth. And so they can never catch up. And so it kind of leads to the scenario where there's, like, this natural uh, 51% mining attack that's happening between, like, Earth's economy and Mars's economy. And whoever solves the block has like a fourteen minute advantage over hmm. the next the next person. Yeah, and then you could potentially have where like you know Mars decides to solve a few blocks in a row, and then shoot all six of those blocks, let's say, over to Earth to propagate. And it's like, oh, they're way further ahead than Earth is. And like, I mean, mathematically, it would be guaranteed to happen. I mean, just if you have yeah. fourteen minutes delay, like. Blocks get found all the time seconds apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So it, the question is just like, well, who in the long term has a cheaper cost of energy and has a cheaper cost of mining equipment? Right Wait. now, Earth has a good advantage. Yeah. But um, would it be more? Not always. It's closer to. No, no. It's Earth is closer to the sun. So Earth would probably have always have like better energy theoretically right yeah i don't uh, potentially yeah no, but it's i think it'd be more complicated than that though yeah yeah i mean think of a uh, like you know if you have a small colony on mars and you can just stick a huge nuclear plant in the opposite side of the country that like or the opposite side of the world like you that's don't have to good, worry about the fallout point. from yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know you could really start cranking up energy production there so 
So maybe this is why Elon says that he's the CEO of Dogecoin because he knows that he he needs to uh, run an alternative security mechanism <laughs> other than bitcoins on the next planet. Even the memes are <clears throat> thinking one step ahead. Yeah. No, I mean it's so crazy that this is so close to actually happening and it's happening in front of our eyes. It's almost kind of like Bitcoin, where like Bitcoin's happening in front of people's eyes and it's really like transformative to society, and people are like do 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 like completely unaware of it. <laughs> And, you know, like Elon is like launching next month Starship, like, like the, what we've been talking about with uh, uh, Starlink is live right now. Like crazy. No crazy. one's talking about yeah. it. Starship's the one that's going to go to Mars. Is that right? It's the one that goes to Mars. It's the one that can fit. It's designed to fit 100 people at a time per uh, per launch. And it's designed to uh, they think they can said they can fit 600 satellites per launch. But, you know, it's like it almost to. It's a little bit like a challenge to people who read about it because it's almost like, okay, if you were alive in the 1600s or the 1500s and you were like, you know, because we're Bitcoiners, we're, we're the aristocrats of society, let's say. So, uh, uh, you know, you're a lord in like uh, Spain and Christopher Columbus comes back to like update the court on like, I've discovered a new world and you, it's filled with You can call me Lord treasures. Brandon now, by the way. Yeah. All right. Lord Brandon. And you're like in the court and like hearing this. And you're like, okay, there's a whole new world that I can go and explore. I could go get on a ship right now and go over there and like start something new. But like, eh, like that's also like really, really And so it's like, are you the type of person yeah. who is like, nah, I'm good in Europe? Or are you the type of person who's like, I'm going, I'm going to start the new world. I'm going to go build the next, you know, America or whatever. And it's like, you would hope you're in the pioneering camp. But then when you actually put yourself in that scenario, it's like, eh. Uh, you know that's why we're going to send all the persecuted bitcoin cash people over there you know the <laughs> uh, you know one of the funniest things too about it was like when they first announced the mars mission uh and it was like yeah you're probably going to die on this mission um we can't guarantee you'll ever make it back um but we're looking for volunteers i think it was like twenty five thousand people or thirty thousand people signed up within like a couple hours. You're like, yes, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, that's so, actually. If you're gonna go out somewhere. Thing. That's not a bad way to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Also, too. And this. Well, unless it's like yeah. you make it into orbit, and then you know you just get crumpled up, and it's like, oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, you didn't make it to Mars, but we'll climb on your shoulders. Thank you. <laughs> great work. Great yeah. work. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a ride, though. <laughs> Reminds me, uh, uh, I have Kerbal Space Program. Do you guys ever play that computer game? Uh, really fun yeah. computer game basically like build like a little NASA yourself but uh, I <laughs> the very first time I played it I had uh, one of my rockets that I put in orbit around the sun and there's like whenever I got back into the game there was always just like this one astronaut just stuck in orbit around the sun and they'd run out of fuel and there's nothing else they were doing they're just orbiting all the time it was total tangent but reminds me of that I think that that Kerbal is just still to this day is still orbiting the sun so Think about that. Mm. It's crazy to imagine, though. Like, I wonder how many people. I mean, you said it's two hundred and fifty thousand at least in a day, within a day. Might have been twenty five thousand. This yeah, was years ago, so my my memory's a little bit. You know, yeah, bad, but, but but it's just interesting to think about, like, how many people would probably just like jump on it to get out of like you know whatever they're doing. And you know, we live in such like a cushy time too. Yeah, it's weird to think about the number of people that are willing to pay. Like, what is it like a million dollars to go to space for that opportunity? There's a lot of people that are willing to do that too. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm not to make this the Elon Musk podcast, but another interesting thing about his whole uh, trifecta of companies that he has going on is he owns SolarCity, 
the the solar company. Now part of Tesla. <clears throat> now part of Tesla. And when you think about like the long term economics of mining, that becomes like totally commoditized on the on the chip fabrication and, and ASIC chip itself. Then really the thing that matters most is your energy input. It's already like that, but like it's gonna really get like that once once you know mining is beyond where chip design is. Um, it's like okay, well, in that sense, the person who has the cheapest power will become the biggest miner. And in theory, as the cost of production for solar keeps dropping, which is like over the past like 20 years, it's just consistently plummeted. every year it's plummeted. So like, you know, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's fallen, you know, maybe 75% or more over the past like 10, 15 years. And, and it's it like, it's again. a linear decrease too. Like, right. It's not tapering off or anything. No, it's like not that. tapering. It's right. Consistent. And so like, if it does that again, 10 years from now, like solar will be way cheaper than any other form of energy. So then it's like, okay, well then it kind of, you could say the biggest solar company in the world is naturally the person to be the biggest, the biggest miner in the world. And so like Elon's kind of positioned himself where he's like, all right, mining, I got that solar city, you know, uh, uh, Mars money. I got that SpaceX, you know, uh, Oh, you're communication too, too lazy Wi-Fi. to send it with a, with a phone. Uh, I got Neuralink for you. Just tell telepathy, you know. <laughs> Neuralink's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, 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 it's pretty cool that it, what he's got going on. And there's just like no way that he doesn't eventually become a diehard Bitcoiner. Like he should already be a diehard Bitcoiner. He created PayPal. But like as he like butts up against the inevitability of what he's building – He's also doing things that no one else in the world is doing right now. And like he's leading the charge on all of these things. So like for him to be a Bitcoiner when there's already this like really strong community, it's probably something he's like, oh, I can go back to that. You know, maybe yeah. he owns Bitcoin and he's just not super public about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you buy into the theory that like because he started PayPal, he doesn't want to promote Bitcoin or anything like that? Well, I think Peter yeah. Thiel said publicly that that when they created PayPal, they wanted to build something like Bitcoin. <laughs> they just didn't know how to do it. And so that's why we have PayPal. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, the original idea was really the ethos of of you know permissionless internet money that can be sent anywhere. Yeah. So, it's dope. Cool. Can't wait for him to be the CEO of Bitcoin. Mm. <laughs> Can't wait for him to speak at Bitcoin Twenty Twenty. Hey, Elon, you hear that? You hear that? We tweeted at you. Check us out. Don't ignore us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, beer man. Uh, everyone, good on your beers, by the way. Yep. Is all right on your claws and your crispers. Yeah, we're we're good. So, I would say, uh, uh, hey, David, when's your call? Uh, uh, uh you're fine. Don't check. <laughs> uh, in two minutes. Two minutes. So we got we got enough time to go into into something yeah. juicy. So the uh, y'all saw the unknown fund that just sprung up, right? No, it's like this. Uh, very cypherpunky kind of website saying that they use the guy fox mask is like the emblem yeah and they're like we're people Black. who met on 4chan and we have 75 million dollars and we want to invest in oh, bitcoin so, companies so chain link investors <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah they, i mean who knows where they got you know their bitcoin from but uh i think they're now krista except- rose said that there's nothing more scary than than uh 4chaners becoming millionaires off of a fake digital money <laughs> um, and what they would do with that money. So anyway, go on. Nostradamus, Chris DeRostradamus. Chris DeRostradamus, you love yeah, that. You can pay me for that one, Chris. Uh, but yeah, so so basically they're starting this fund and they are looking to invest in Bitcoin companies. 
and you just have to send them an email and they'll invest into well, you. A little bit more than that. They're looking to invest in, in Bitcoin companies, but they're particularly uh, like find important companies that are dealing with anonymity and privacy. And that's going to be the focus of where these investments are going to be deployed because they hate the way that like companies are consuming our data and like that you can't be a part or buy a product from one of these major like monopolies or global corporations without having to hand over your data. Speaking of which, uh, if you're a Spotify premium uh, member, you probably just got an email where you can sync your Google account uh, with your Spotify account. They send you a free, uh, is it a Google Home? Is that what it's called? Google Mini. Google Mini, yeah. It's like a little Alexa. Yeah, Yeah, just so you can have like, you can share all that data. You know, I ordered something from Amazon the other day and they just sent me a free Amazon dot. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And it's like... Scary. Yeah. You know, it's like there's literally Here, uh, have our microphone. <laughs> Say whatever changed, you want yeah, to do. It changed, <laughs> what is it? It's like if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. except for this podcast. Except for this podcast. <laughs> in, my, uh, in my last company, we had uh two uh Alexas and we had them for like a month or two, and then uh we got an email from our developers and they were like, You guys need to like throw those away immediately. It's a huge security risk. Mm. Yeah. So now Google's trying to put ears in everybody's homes. Mm. Well, we should just put a whole bunch of Alexas in this office and see what they come up with. We'll make them talk to each other. Yeah. Well, you know, there's the there's the whole uh, scheme of like, uh, uh, who was the person who did the commercial where they're like, hey, Alexa, via the Super Bowl commercial. And it made everyone's like Alexas go off. Yeah. We, you know, we need to get the, these, you know, Alexas hooked up to like Coinbase for people. Mm. And then, be, you know, Amazon needs to like connect them or something. And then oh someone God. can run a commercial like, hey, Alexa, buy $1,000 for the Bitcoin <laughs> right now. <laughs> The great Bitcoin bump of the 2020 Super Bowl. Oh, that'd be great. There's also that uh, uh, when like South Park had one of their episodes where uh, Cartman was yelling into the uh, TV like, Alexa, put, you know, something dirty into the shopping cart. And it was just adding stuff to everyone's shopping carts who had an Alexa there. Uh, It was so funny. But uh, uh, yeah, no, totally, totally creepy that they're just like forcing microphones into people's hands at this point. Yeah. But to go to go back to the anonymous, uh, we already got them. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, I definitely already ordered mine too. Cameraman is pointing at his cell phone yes. in case you couldn't see. Uh, you know, the the trick is just don't do anything in your life that's important or useful or questions power or yeah, it goes and against the just, masses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, problem solved. Um, the uh, anonymous, the anonymous fund. You know, the one the one part of that that doesn't work is that if you're going to invest into a company, you can't be anonymous. So again, why we need Starlink. We can have a satellite system that we can put some anonymous company up that only runs on the and satellites and fuck, shoot the satellites down if you don't want the company to. Uh, uh, excuse me, you use the swear word and we have the uh, BitPiggy swear jar. So uh, 10,000 uh, sets. Yeah, you need to put some sats in there. Uh, we can do it after the cameras go off. Though. We'll do it offset. Uh, I only collect sats. I don't pay sats. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's you mean stack sats? Uh, house rules. House rules. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel dirty telling the CEO to pay money into the swear jar, but you know. You know, actually, funny story. We had, uh, I don't know if it's in the office anymore. I think I took it home. Uh, we had a, a dartboard in the old office. And if you missed the dartboard, you had to tip uh, this Campbell's uh, soup can that had a QR code on it. I, I think Ledger sent it to us. Thank you, Ledger. And uh, uh, it was like a dollar if you missed the dartboard. And it accumulated, you know, just a lot of darts. <laughs> We're not athletes here. We're no, not athletes. No. Don't know much about sport ball. But, um, and w- at the height of the last bubble, when we checked the can, 
uh, it had like I think thirty five hundred or forty five hundred dollars. Oh in my it. gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So save oh. that, save that uh, <laughs> uh, swear jar. But back to your point. So like, could you just do a lot of shell companies to get around showing that you have a f- you're connected to a fund? I feel like the way they're probably doing it is it's more donation based than it is like in like pure investment. I don't I don't know for sure, but giving away free uh, Bitcoin. I don't know. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, our <laughs> company is accepting donations <laughs> for your funds. We <laughs> love anonymity and we love privacy. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the best investor you could possibly have. So yeah. Uh, yeah. it's true. Yeah. What are they like? You're a totally anonymous investor, but. We're going to show up. Just We're going to be pretty hands-on yeah, about this. <laughs> we're pretty hands-on, <laughs> but you don't know who we are. Uh, uh, interesting, too, they used an Edward Snowden quote about privacy. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that y'all were at Bitcoin 2019. Uh, and that's I why. learned yesterday that the only person that Edward Snowden is following on Twitter, the NSA. Yep. Mm. That's like pretty you, funny. You know, if someone donated <laughs> money to you, too, I don't think you could call it an investment. I think taxably by the IRS, it's income. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And you'd probably have to even disclose the source of the income. But the, the the source was the anonymous fund. Yeah, but I feel like people make mm. donations all the time and like ask to be uh, like unnamed or to remain not anonymous, right? So I feel like in that sense. Yeah, know. but those are small checks. Yeah, I don't know how much their check sizes are, but yeah. if they're like would, you know writing million dollar checks, it's like I don't know. So I think in some kind, um, some states you can instead of like being a, you don't have to actually you you can have a company connected to a bank account. Which is like the idea of the shell company. So yeah, like, so I've looked into the shell game before. Yeah, um, <laughs> not surprised. I've actually deployed many shell companies. Uh, <laughs> um, doesn't work as well as you would think it would work. Yeah, interesting. Would Would you go into that more? <laughs> so uh, uh, one of the limitations is that they need to know everyone who has what's called like a, uh, uh, I don't know if it's called economic interest or something like that, but. Uh, if you own greater than a certain percentage uh, of equity, you have to disclose those investors. I think it's like 10%, like, right? in Singapore, it's 15%. Yeah, in Singapore, it's 15%. Mm. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so if you own a company and then you know someone's an investor, you have to disclose those investors. If they use a shell company, then it's like, okay, well, how much do you own of that shell company? And it would have to be less than 15% to not be reported. Well, you could create another shell company. But then now you're having to like create like 10 shell companies. And then the thing is, is like, first off, not that cheap to create 10 shell companies. Second off, lawyers, you would think like they're in the business of helping you do whatever it is that you want to do. But they're not really. They're like, <laughs> you know, why are you creating 10 shell companies? So, you know, <laughs> it's better off to just go to a jurisdiction where they like cater to, you know, privacy or good taxes and just create one shell and just, you know, do it the right way through that jurisdiction then try to create like this maze of, of shell companies. To do Delaware? So. Canary Islands. <laughs> not Delaware. Not Delaware. No, not, the United, not the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I would say uh, Caymans, Malta, uh, uh, Switzerland, but there's some nuances there. Um, <laughs> Don't give away all your secrets. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's I hope a, you guys are enjoying this content. <laughs> <laughs> I've said too. Notes. I've said too much. I've said too much. Uh, by but, the way, but literally every shell company I've set up has ended in uh, me getting no value out of it, having to shut it down eventually, and spending a lot of money to set it up and a lot of money to shut it down. So, don't recommend that experience. 
you know, it's a trial by fire. Uh, by the way, I just found out it's called unknown fund. I think I called it anonymous fund at first. Oh, yeah. So I let's. Said oh, maybe I did say unknown. If I said anonymous, put like a little dunce hat on my head at this point, uh, and like, there you go. Um, so yeah, so uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> I hope I got it right, so that I just look like a fool, just like making the face right there. But uh, but yeah, do you guys have anything else that uh, you guys saw that you want to uh, bring up before we kind of wrap? Uh, I saw a tweet from Pomp earlier. I haven't seen any like sources behind it, but he said that China was uh, yeah. like testing out increased capital controls um, in like certain parts of China that would basically limit uh, use of cash or like completely eliminate use of cash in those areas. So everything has to be digital. Yeah. The concept of uh, China unbanning Bitcoin trading would be big. Heard somebody talking about that this week. Hmm. You guys, how likely do you guys think that is? You know, there's a lot of money that, uh, that already moves into Bitcoin in China. So yeah. it's, you know, I, I don't really think it matters if they ban it or not because it's not like, really. you know, water going down a mountain, like people will find a way. But, um, you know, I think Bitcoin's really got to prioritize a good security solution because I got to say it's privacy. like a dystopian. Yeah, privacy. Uh, thank you. Uh, dystopian uh, world where uh, they force everyone to use digital RMB and then, you know, they're able to with, you know, pinpoint accuracy relative to how they can do it in the analog world, know when people are going from Bitcoin into digital dollars, et cetera. And um, yeah, they, they know who you are. Yeah. The, the blockchain analysis for Bitcoin and then if it was a digital yuan, it would be pretty pretty straight straightforward yeah i mean digital currency with like the ability to manipulate it through a central entity is like the ultimate vehicle for control right there's nothing you can create better to control people than how they spend their money yep yep (laughs) (laughs) well happy hour huh (laughs) once again we return to why we need to colonize mars as fast as possible right (laughs) Mars will be a free market for sure. All right. Well, I, yeah. I have a topic. We have to at least mention PayPal pulling out mm-hmm. of the, the Pornhub deal. It's like oh, yeah. millions and millions of dollars that they're just walking away from. And Did they say why? opportunity for somebody to step in and fill that hole. Verge coin, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if that was a titular or not, but that was pretty good. <laughs> Did they say why they were stepping out? Uh, I can't remember. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read the whole article. I saw I have, I'm a headline guy. Yeah. 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 Like every, the entire world is now. Yeah. There's the so much rules. The 20% that you can read the 80% of the, the meaning. Yeah. And extract much. the meaning from someone else at <laughs> a later date. I can't wait till we get to the point where it's like, Oh, I'm just the first three words. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just read. I don't read the full headline. Just the first half of the headline. <laughs> Too much stuff going on. Yeah. Don't have the time to, yeah. to read the whole Trump headline. Trump gone. Bye. <laughs> I read to the comma and then I quit. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't, dude. The the analog system is just such a wreck, such a wreck. So we're watching the death of it. The more of this stuff, the faster and faster it spirals out of control. So the more bold people try and get with like manipulating the way people can spend money, the more likely people are to just ditch the whole system. You know, I mean. This is another example, like, 
if I'm going to be using PayPal for that, I'm just going to stop using PayPal. You know, it's like uh, uh, it's like they're trying to force habits, whereas really it's just going to force them off the platform. So, well, well, trust works two ways. And if you have a system that's a trust based system and then you break people's trust in the system, they don't want to return to the system. And so, like, if you kick a whole bunch of people off of, of Pornhub who depend upon it for their livelihoods and you seriously disrupt their life and then they go about finding an alternative uh, via Bitcoin or whatever and they get used to, you know, what do they need to do in order to be able to live off of Bitcoin or what tools do they need? And then all of a sudden PayPal's like, hey, we're accepting, you know, uh, Pornhub again. Okay, well, why would I switch back to you when you, you fucked me over the first time? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, shit. <laughs> hey, that's, that's it's like uh, 30k now uh, wait what do we say 10,000 10, that's 30,000 i think yeah right. make sure we have like the little overlay uh for like every time i pick it up like that once we get some money rolling into it i'm gonna put a ticker up and we'll what, have a, nice well it'd be weird too if uh if pornhub switched to bitcoin too is there would also be a privacy need well you know pornhub has i think verge yeah, is it a Verge? Really? Yeah, Verge went on there, and then within like a week, got fifty one percent attacked. So, so true yeah. story. We when you know in our in our sacrilegious days when we uh, uh, hosted uh, a blockchain conference called Distributed, um, you know we're having it's an inter- enterprise blockchain. The, the IBMs and the suits of the world, and uh, uh, you know we're all there. My mom is there. My mom is talking and meeting people. Uh, introduces herself to some guy. He owned uh, Pornhub, and he was at CEO. the conference. The, the CEO, CEO. the CEO of Pornhub, was just like, "Yo, Pornhub, you might have heard of it." My mom's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nice website. Yeah. <laughs> Which distributed was it? Distributed 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crazy. And he was just like chilling there. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with David's mom. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> I didn't mean but, like that. <laughs> but uh. uh yeah, so I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like the when you break people's trust, it's like the Soviet system. Like people in Russia don't put money in banks, really. They just don't trust the banks. They most people when they get the paycheck, they withdraw all the cash from the ATM right away. Well, it's because they got wiped out in the collapse of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And so when the banks say it's safe, they're like, yeah, that's <laughs> what you told us last time. Yeah. yeah. So you know, the key thing is they have to have an alternative because otherwise they'll come back because they got nowhere else to go. But if they have a viable alternative you know, it's a sticky system. Like once they switch over to it, they're not switching back. So, you know, the more uh, porn providers that that um, PayPal wants to disown, the better. Uh, the more companies they want to disown, the better. Keep it up. Let's go harder and faster into it. I can give you all sorts of <laughs> shady companies that, that you should probably uh, debank. All right. You'd literally so. say anything. It's going to be an innuendo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I, think they're, I think they're crazy though. I think, I think it's stupid. What a dumb move. I mean, Dave, weren't you telling me earlier? It's like Pornhub accounts for like, they were yeah. like the third most, like yeah. the third highest traffic, it's like, like total I'll, internet usage across yeah. the world. I'll get this wrong. It's like Google, Facebook, um, Amazon's actually fairly small, and then like Twitter, and then maybe one other social media platform, and then Pornhub. Pornhub's right. like number four or five as far as like making up internet traffic in the world. Which I actually thought they would have been like one or two. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, because like yeah, because like social media platforms aren't like as unanimous as it's crazy to think about. That. Well, you know, it, I, sometimes it helps to think about like uh, what percentage of your time you spend 
worrying about certain issues to determine like how much like of a priority or how how important they are in the world. And it's like, okay, what percentage of time do humans spend thinking about sex? Yeah. Relative to like how much time they spend thinking about, you know, uh, the technology or the you know what <laughs> whatever. And and it's like uh uh all right, pretty big chunk. So it makes sense that like Pornhub should be like right up there. You know that. And if you think about like in other countries that aren't first world, like more developing nations, like what professions are available? Probably a lot of professions, maybe even majority in most countries and globally that don't use require Internet access, like at the job itself. So when they go home, if they do have Internet access, mm. like what are they going to be doing? Interesting uh, idea. Interesting angle, yeah. You know, one of the things that I'm most interested in in Bitcoin is like what marketplaces is there a disconnect between labor that wants to fulfill a service and like people who want to buy a service? And, you know, it's like the, maybe the, the best example is, you know, if you fly or not best, but an example is if you fly in there out of an airport, you see people like on the runway who have the like little like batons and they're like waving planes in. Mm-hmm. That's the same job no matter what airport in the world you go to. But there's a huge amount of variability between what all the different people pay relative to the market that they're in. Wow. Well, the Internet equalizes people's access to certain markets. I can provide a service from a very remote place. And so, you know, any any area where people who are very impoverished have equal footing in a skill as people who are are wealthy is a big op- arbitrage opportunity for like consumers in the wealthy place to buy from providers in the in the impoverished place. So, so I mean, not that I'm advocating for uh, uh, impoverished people to become sex workers, but uh, uh, you know, people who have access to the internet who that's how they make their income. Oh right, you yeah, know, yeah. like. Uh, more than a billion people live off of a dollar a day. You know, two billion people live off two dollars a day. Uh, I think eighty uh, percent of the planet lives on less than ten dollars a day. So it's an interesting idea of like how can we how can we you know bring more American consumers looking for high quality porn uh, to uh, to buy it from uh, markets that you know are poor. Yeah, and if you live in America and you can be a, a sex worker and make ends meet then like you live in another country, like that's definitely going to work out for you. You're going to be top 1% in that country. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, nice. I nice. mean, uh, I, like, I like that idea. I like that idea. That seems like a, a really good and dangerous place to end this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so real quick, everyone tell us where you can find, uh, where we can find you on Twitter. I know you got to go. Start Only 15 minutes late uh, to this call. Perfect. Uh, yeah. uh, bad for you. Uh, <laughs> say your name no. and your Twitter account. Yep. Uh, David Bailey. Uh, some people call me Bernie. I'm just kidding. No one calls me Bernie. <laughs> um, uh, Twitter handle is, uh, I actually don't know what my Twitter handle David is. David F. Bailey. David F. Bailey. That's what it is. Nice. Dave Hollerith. It's, uh, at DS Hollers. So D-S-H-O-L-L-E-R-I-T-H. Wait. I-T-H? I think yeah. it's E-R-S, I just right? my last name. <laughs> The claw is getting to me. It Don't worry. To me too. I, I understand. Yeah. 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 Put the dunce hat on him too, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm at Brandon underscore D underscore green. Uh, and I'm still working on getting a better handle than that. Yeah. You need a better handle. <laughs> at green 2020. Uh, I'm at Bitcoin cast. All right. Awesome. One last cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 I'm empty. <laughs>